I'm Kieran Lynch, and welcome to Overcast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode, we bring latest insights, advice, and technical updates for the sheep industry. With the breeding season kicking off on many farms, in this episode, we'll discuss the pros, cons, and alternatives to early lambing. I'm joined by Shane Moore. He's a farmer just outside that league in County Roscommon, and is a participant in the Better Farm Sheep Program. I'm also joined by Michael Gostin, Head of Sheep in Chagas. Shane has run an early lamb system for many years. He discusses why it initially suited his farming system, but why he's also moved away from it in recent years as sheep numbers increased on his farm. One of the challenges Shane's early lamb system presented was an increase in cost each year and conversely declining returns. Early lamb is characterised by hail sales price, but Michael takes us through the economics of the system and some of the hidden costs that's involved. As early lambs does provide a valuable source of cash flow on many dry stock farms, Shane discusses how he will offset this by switching over to carrying over light lambs for the hogger trade next spring. Beating continual spray is an important issue for the industry, and Michael discusses the role of store lambs being carried over as a way to meet this demand and how the practice is gaining in popularity on many farms. We start, however, with Michael outlining the key dates and key requirements for early lamb systems for 2021. Well, early lamb systems are generally defined by systems that start marketing lambs usually around Easter time and you know Easter varies from 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 year to year and for the coming year 2021 Easter Sunday falls on the 4th of April so realistically people aiming to sell into that particular market really would need to have lambs available for for slaughter from around the 29th of March the week before um, Easter Sunday falls so what's been happening in the last few years is that Ramadan, which is a Muslim festival, and it is a, also a big um, supply or requirement there for supply for lamb, is coming forward by two weeks every year. And in the coming year, in 2021, we see Ramadan starting on the 12th of April. So it's, it's moving closer to that Easter uh, period and probably increasing the demand for early lamb or for lamb in that particular period of time when we don't have a supply of, of, of lamb, spring lamb coming in. It's potentially a bumper crop, but it's one that's going to be very challenging to meet at that time of the year. And I know we'll discuss some of the economics in more detail later, but it is moving a little bit earlier every year. So getting that supply ready is going to be quite challenging. Absolutely. I mean, as I said, if we look back maybe five or six years um, ago, you know, Ramadan was out in July and August. It's, it's, it's moving earlier every year and it's going to keep doing that. It, it moves forward by, by approximately two weeks, a little bit more than two weeks every year. Um, so next year it's going, to be, it's going to be heading into the end of March and, 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 and moving there on. So look at it, I suppose, um, from an early lamb producer's point of view, it probably says that there is going to be um, quite a strong demand for you know, spring lamb slash hoggets in that kind of early April a period as um, the markets get ready to supply spring lamb for Easter and also sheep meat and generally and lamb as well for the, the, the Ramadan um, period that's coming. We might tease out some of them challenges in the next couple of minutes. Shane, if I just bring you in here for a moment, um, we might start just by giving a quick bit of background to where you're farming and what kind of numbers you're running. Um, I'm farming in Roscommon, just outside that league. Um, I'm running a small suckler enterprise, about 10 to 15 cows and... 150 O's plus your lambs. Shane, it's, it's fairly typical of the area in Roscommon, so it is. You've been running an early lamb system for a number of years. It's changed slightly over the last number of years, but why was it working for you? Why were you running that system? Um, I suppose I was 
I was majority early lambs and over the price was the biggest thing and I suppose when the cost was taken into what the early lambs were costing to from grass and meal it just didn't really add up and it, it was the problem was having lambs ready in time to get get the high price and in the early part of Mike was saying like that that data getting lambs ready has come back early so obviously the cost and doing the cup but I suppose was, there was benefits for you having that system on your farm aside from the price like usually the lanes we get thrown out is labour it's shed space there's there's other reasons thrown out for you why was it for a number of years working it, it was for shed space because I don't have the shed space to lamb all the O's um, and as well as that from cash flow I suppose it kind of I had money coming in when early in the season when there was nothing else really coming in kind of thing it balanced out with the suckler system as well yeah yeah, the sucklers are the majority of sold in the back end. You kind of alluded to it there. You've moved away slightly. Like not all the O's were in that early lamb system if we went back four or five years. But the number you're putting every year is declining. And this year you've indicated that you're probably not going to go into it. Maybe it'll take us through why you've moved away from that system. Well, I suppose that the the biggest thing from moving away from it is that I'm hoping to put up a shed and I will be able to lamb all my O's in March time. Um, Again it's kind of cost when you add up what it costs to sponge them to try and get them lambing early it just doesn't like you're only talking a euro this year in the price wise we'll say or 670 this year that's what was the the highest price i took for my early lambs so it just doesn't add up from a cost point of view Shane, like one of the reasons you said about labor and you know maybe splitting or spreading that workload out a little bit it's frequently something we get cited as one of the reasons to split in the flock is there a bit of a balancing act in doing that too? Yeah, there would be because like when you're lambing your mid-season lambs, you're you still have to get time to go and feed the other bunch and go and check on them, and you would be dosing from your mahadiris kind of when the yos are kind of just in the in, near the end of their lambing. So does workload with the early you're lambs. Probably starting to draft at that point as well. Yeah, so. yeah. So it's kind of you. There is an off. There is. A, it's not really getting rid of the workload like you. You have it in other ways like. It's just spreading at different times. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're moving more towards a mid-season system. That balance is one of the issues we often get. You wore lamb and some yews in March anyway. How did you manage keeping enough grass in front of the early flock and trying to keep the mid-season going? Or was one basically robbing off the other? Well, there would have been, yeah. But in the last number of years, I kind of have set out a certain parcel of the farm for the early lambs, and they stayed there. That was the... Whether there was grass on it or not, that's where they were kept. They didn't go in. They didn't go in where the March lammers were going. Yeah, the tendency goes through. You, you mentioned there, but you said that you're well through them at the moment. The cost in it, you're getting a higher price, obviously, but there is a cost associated with that. Was that one of the reasons you pulled back from it, or? Yeah, it would be like to be a very high cost meal wise to the lambs and the oars, like in okay. the early lamb. Michael, I'll just bring you back in here for a moment. Like that has been one of the big challenges in that system. Certainly, there's a higher price, and as Shane has alluded, there are some benefits for housing and certainly cash flow at that time of year, but it comes at a cost. Absolutely, and we've done a, a good bit of work in Chagas looking at the cost of early lamb production and comparing them to mid-season uh, lamb production systems. So we've looked at them on, on actual farms, like so in, in, in Shane's case and on some of the other better farms. We've also modelled it through our bioeconomic model, um, you know, and what's basically coming out of those, uh, from those farms and from the models is that we really need about two euros per kilogram of a price difference to justify the extra cost 
uh, in terms of, of extra meal, in terms of extra veterinary costs associated with sponging and hormone treatment of those ewes, um, in terms of forage costs, um, and in terms of the, the lower stocking rate um, that we can carry on the ground at that time of the year uh, with the sheep. So when you look at all of those costs, um, for a farmer to embark on a early lamb production system running at a high level of efficiency and comparing that to a mid-season lambing uh, system running at the same you know, high level of efficiency on that farm, we would need about €2 Euros per kilo of a price uh, premium for the average lamb from the early uh, lamb production system. So very often when we look at it, you know, the initial price uh, might be quite high. In Shane's case, he was saying it was six, six euro seventy. Um, but the average price in Shane's case is six euros twenty. Um, so on the basis of that, the average price of his mid-season lamb, um, you so know, would, would, ha- would have to be four twenty. And you know, we're, we're quite confident that it'll come in well above that. So the the reality is, on on a lot of farms, um, if we're doing figures and looking at it, it, it it's other factors that that, that are deciding why people are, are running early lab systems. It's certainly not an economic factor because the market isn't returning that price premium. And it's interesting you, you went through it there. Like, it's not just a simple sale price, meal cost. There is a hidden cost to money farms. And Shane indicated in latter years there, he moved his early flock to a set block of ground so that it wasn't compromising the other flock. That's probably something that's not done on lab farms. On the cost of the lack of grass, the later turnout for other stock is not taken into account. Yeah, and we've looked at that on, on the better farms, uh, even where there were small um, early lambing flocks, you know, it reduced uh, gross margin by, by 70 euros per hectare, even where only 10% of, the, of the, the flock of sheep were ran as an early lambing flock. And that was basically because um, there, there was an opportunity cost in the grass that those early oats were eating. So it meant that cattle were turned out later or there was less grass there for early lemmy yews, or for, for the, sorry, the mid-season lemmy yews. And also the early lemmy flock had a lower output. You know, like for a lot of the very um, well-run and intensive mid-season flocks, you know, they're scaling 2.1, maybe 2.2, winning 1.9 um, or 1.8. And for the, the, the early lemmy flocks, we're just not getting those levels of output. Even with the PMSG and the sponges, we're just not getting those levels of, levels of output. So there, there was multiple factors that are militating against the early land uh, production system uh, in terms of reducing the margin. Shane, if I just come back to you for a moment, like Michael Ken alluded there, overall output or your system, and really early land flocks do determine a lot of what happens on the system in your farm. You've been increasing numbers. You indicated there you're building a shed to increase overall output. How much more do you think you will carry in a mid-season system over an early lamb system? Is it your overall output you kind of due to go up in the coming years or your total sales? Yeah, there will be. Yeah, the, you, I'd be pushing more lambs. Like we'll say the, the early lambs this year are gone now. They are, we'll say I weaned or what I sold off the O's was about 1.4, which Michael has kind of said it's lower, whereas my mid-season ones, they were they weaned 1.75 or something like that. So, you know... There's, you have a higher output you have an awful higher out, output on the mid-season lambs than you do in the early season lambs. And in terms of overall stocking rate, you're pushing up numbers slightly too. Yeah, um, the O's, the O numbers will be going up. Like at the moment, I'm I'm hovering around this year. They're probably about one fifty going to the ram. Hopefully, the shed next year will be closer to two hundred joes going to the ram plus your lambs. Just one other thing that's interesting. You comment on your system new lambs being tipped. Cash flow is something you mentioned earlier. It's something we frequently hear on dry stock farms. 
that it suits cash flow at that time of the year. And when you look back at sales are generally limited on farms at that stage. And for you, it worked. Have you any plans to maybe replace that? Because there is yeah, usually well, deficit there. To at, at the moment, the current plans is that the old lambs, lambs will be kind of left run over the winter period and they'll be sold in late February, early March kind of thing. That's that their lambs will come in then for cash flow kind of to replace what was the early lamb flock. So you'll run them later lambs at a lower cost and yeah, take them through the store market. Yeah, they'll yeah. Be, they won't be pushed for the whole, they'll be just left there run over and Michael, like, that move to more hog has been carried through into the year. There is a need to meet a throughput requirement every year. We have to keep a continual supply. Just from an industry point of view, it's probably a clinch time for supply as well. How do we balance that out? Yeah, absolutely, Kieran. And I think that that's one of the challenges for the sheep industry. We we have a an all year around supply requirement. Okay, so it's not a like traditionally lamb was a seasonal product. But, uh, you know, the way that the markets have gone and, and the way that a lot of lamb now is being su- supplied directly to the retailers from from our factories, uh, there's a requirement there basically to be able to fill the shelf and to keep that shelf space in the supermarkets 12 months of the year. So they need supply. And it, it's times like Ramadan and Eid at the moment um, and Easter when there's big demand for lambs that, that that becomes challenging. And I suppose from that point of view, you know, it's important that there is a lamb supply in that kind of March, late March, um, April and May period before the, the new season lamb really starts coming out in, in, in numbers. So that, that's a challenge for the industry. And I think by and large, what we've seen over the last number of years, as the number of early lamb producers has reduced, we've seen, uh, you know, the store lamb trade filling that gap. You know, and there's quite a few people now who are specialising in buying light store lambs in the back end of the year, running them cheaply on grass, maybe even into January, and then basically starting to feed those lambs with the view to starting to market them in that kind of late February to mid-April period. And that's really what's filling that gap for us uh, now. And that's going to become more important for the next couple of years with the way Easter and, and in particular Ramadan is, is moving forward. And it's probably it's provided a very useful outlet for hill lambs at that time of year to carry them through their basically meeting a lot of that requirement absolutely yeah so that that, and we've seen very strong um you know store lamb prices and we have seen uh store lamb finishers uh, make good margins most years out of store lamb finishing if we go back over the last 10 years and just like shane alluded to it there one of the things he's considering is carrying them lighter lambs over we're starting to see more farms looking at that option of maybe not pushing them into a declining market and giving them a chance to Absolutely, yeah. So quite a few of the farmers now are are keeping maybe, you know, 50, 60 um, lambs of these lighter lambs, uh, the tail end lambs, often the ones from the old lambs that had twins maybe, um, lambs that grew that a bit slower, and basically keeping them cheaply on grass. Um, You know, again, very important that they don't uh, eat all the grass that's on the farm during the close period so that they're, they're managed in an area of deferred grazing and then maybe housed and finished indoors or finished outdoors on a, on a particular block of ground that isn't going to be required for yours in the springtime, an out farm or something like that. So there's quite a few people that are looking at that now as a system of, of basically uh, finishing those lambs cheaply, um, getting them into a higher weight and a higher price. So a lot of, of store lamb finishers are going maybe to 23 kilos or 23 and a half kilos, um, you know, and getting that five euros, 50 or six euros a kilo uh, in that kind of um, 
late February to April period, those lambs are coming into, you know, 125, 130 euros, and there's there's meal gone into them for, for the last kind of six weeks of the finishing period, but they've been basically fed very cheaply on deferred grass. Um, you know, very important that when we're doing that system, we don't let the ram, lambs run all over the farm and eat the grass and, and rob the grass from the early, you know, or from the mid-season yew flock, because in that situation, we'd be no better off than if we ran an early yew flock. A bit of balance and thinking required for Gentlemen, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Kieran. Thanks, Kieran. So we'll finish up at this point. Again, it's an interesting take on systems, and it's interesting to see if Shane has switched around his system and is now looking at alternative means of carrying over lambs to meet that cash flow demand. Again, as with all enterprises on the farm, you need to weigh up its impact on the overall farmer system and profitability on it, and what works best on an individual farm. That's it for me. For any updates from the programme, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chagra Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Ovicast. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in to future episodes.